Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. I prove to myself I have everything I need to make me happy. It's amazing to have people in your life that can also make you happy. But once you realize you have that potential yourself and you could give everything to yourself that someone else can give you, that's when you unlock that new like confidence and self-love within yourself. I know I'm God's child, so I think it's just like implanted in my heart. Like it's hard for me to explain it. Sometimes people like if someone tries to get me to prove my faith, I can't because it's just like it's in here, you know? Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Those clips were taken from today's episode with our amazing guest, Olivia Eve, who is the host of the amazing podcast, For You From Eve. So the For You From Eve podcast has really quickly become my go-to comfort podcast. I'm completely obsessed. She talks about everything that we are all into here at Find Your Feet, self-love, wellness, just becoming the best version of you. I just love listening to it. I'm so obsessed. I've been binging it for months. I just had to get her on the show. So Olivia Eve joins us today and we talk all about her self-love journey, healing, wellness, managing anxiety, just managing and navigating your 20s, just figuring out life, and then also her journey of starting her amazing podcast and how that process has been for her. I literally loved talking to her. I could have talked to her for hours, but I really hope you enjoy this chat. I know you guys are going to really enjoy it and make sure that you do go and check out her podcast after you listen to this interview, because I know that you guys are going to be as as obsessed with it as I am. You guys know that Grace and I only bring you products and services that we fully believe in and know can help you feel empowered from within. That's why we are so excited to introduce you to the sponsor of this podcast, Natural Cycles. So Natural Cycles is the first and only CE-marked hormone-free contraceptive app for women and it's just so quick and easy to use. You can use Natural Cycles to track your pregnancy, you can use it to avoid pregnancy and you can also use it to plan a pregnancy. So how does it work? You can either enter or sync your temperature into the app each morning and then the app's unique algorithm lets you know whether you're fertile or not that day. So if you're tracking to avoid pregnancy, you'll have green days where you're safe to have unprotected sex and red days where you should use protection. So obviously, dependent on your needs, the app will create your unique algorithm. Natural Cycles is the first FDA-cleared birth control app in the US and also CE-marked in Europe and is listed in the ARTG in Australia. Because it's a birth control app, it's 100% natural, non-hormonal and has no side effects. No contraception is 100% effective, but when used to prevent pregnancy, natural cycles is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. So perfect use being not having unprotected sex on your red days. Natural Cycles also offer LH strips, which you can order off their website, which identify the LH surge that happens 24 to 48 hours before you ovulate, which also helps create your unique algorithm. The sticks are really quick and easy to use. I use them every month too. All you do is pee into a pot and then put the stick inside for 15 seconds and then enter into the app if it is negative or positive. The LH strips are optional but are not required. I would personally recommend natural cycles to everyone, even if you're not sexually active or planning pregnancy. I think it's really important and really empowering to get to know your own body. So if you're ready to start your journey with natural cycles, then you can use our code finding your feet to get 20% off your annual subscription and a free thermometer. That is finding your feet and we will leave the link to natural cycles in the show notes and you can simply enter our code finding your feet at checkout. And in terms of how much it costs, the annual subscription will work out around £50 for the year, which is £4 a month, which is literally just like a monthly coffee. But that is all for now. If you have any questions at all about natural cycles that you want to ask us, you can come and ask us on Instagram at Finding Your Feet Podcast. But let's get into the episode. 
Okay, Olivia Eve, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast recently and stalking your Instagram. So I'm like, well educated, I'm ready. Oh, have you? Oh my God. Um, You've become like my new comfort podcast. And I keep like sending oh. it to all my friends. And I'm like, you need to listen to this. And you just like, I feel like every time I listen to your show, I just like escape into your world. And I'm like That's listening crazy. to you talking about all your little wellness rituals or like how you're praying to go on holiday. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why you just like switch off and just like, yeah it's just so relaxing and like calming and like I just love all the advice you give and I know that all of the like our audience that are going to hear you today are going to like love to come and listen to your show as well because so much of what you talk about like self-love wellness and everything is like literally what I'm obsessed with and what all of our audience are obsessed with so I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. That's so sweet thank you I'm so excited to be here. Yeah um so I just wanted to start off by talking about like your self-love journey because that's obviously a huge theme of your podcast is Mm self-love and you talk so much about like on your on your show about how your own healing journey and just your wellness journey in general and everything that like you experience going through it so I'd love to know like when and why did you decide to begin your own self-love journey yeah so I would say my self-love journey kind of started when I was going into college so I'm 22 right now I was going into college at age 18 and my first year of college was probably one of the lowest points of my life like unhealthiest part of my life when I was in high school I played sports so I was like constantly active like always just like working out and all that stuff and then once I entered college I wasn't playing sports anymore and so I um was like gaining a lot of weight. I was getting very bad acne. I was just like at a very low point. I was eating pizza like every single day and just like not taking myself at all. And then once quarantine had hit and I was at this bad place with myself, I always was a very motivated person growing up, like very like entrepreneurial mindset, like just very motivated and like inspired. And when quarantine hit, I had like a self-realization. I was like, I'm not proud of who I am anymore. Like I was just very like I'm not proud of like things I've accomplished and I think I have the power to be proud of myself, but I'm just not reaching that potential yet. And so after about like a month of being stuck at home at quarantine, I was like, I'm turning my life around and like, that's it. I'm going to start going on walks, making smoothies, getting into wellness. And I was tired of feeling drained. I was tired of feeling fatigued and bloated. Like I wanted to start feeling good in my own skin and like proud of myself and like proud of healing myself. And so I started to get this like big wellness journey. I was following like all these like wellness influencers that I love, looking at their diets, what they were eating, what times they were waking up, like completely researching it. And then once I started to figure out the lifestyle a little bit, I wanted to start preaching it to other people because of how it changed my life. And so I definitely would say I'm still going through the self love journey and the healing journey. I think that there's never a destination. It's always about the steps that you're taking, but there's never like an end point when it comes to healing. So I'm very excited to like keep going with the journey. And I always told myself like, let me wait to start my podcast until I'm 100%. But then I realized like it's better to go through everything with people and like you're never going to be 100%. Like 100 isn't even the scale. Like your scale is infinite. And so once I realized like it's all about the journey and not the destination and this is something I want to experience with other people and inspire other people with, that's when I decided to like be very like vulnerable with my healing journey and self-love journey. 
Yeah, I love that. I've heard that quote before, like about how self-love isn't a destination, it's a journey. Because I think sometimes people like embark on that self-love journey and think, oh, I'm going to get to this point where I'm going to feel so confident, so happy with myself and just not going to have any insecurities anymore. And it's like, that's not actually reality. Like even when you are on a self-love journey, you'll go through, like I've experienced this, like I've been practicing it for years. Like I was like the same, probably got to like 21, 22. And I was like, I need to... I need to like change. I need to feel better about myself. And you go through periods where you're like, yeah, you feel like you're going up and it's great. And then you go through periods where you aren't as kind to yourself. Like it, it's not like you get there and then it's all sorted. So I love that you said that. Exactly. And that's what I love about your um, podcast is that you are on that journey and you're like sharing the ups and downs, the highs and the lows and like how you're navigating it. That thing, that's what makes everyone like relate to you and like connect with it because we're all like there. So like, you know, you don't always want to hear from someone that's like right at the end. You don't yeah. want to hear from someone that's like right in it. So it's so good that you decided to just start your podcast and like sharing your message with like thousands of people. Um, like not wait until you're perfect. Um, exactly. So yeah, and the healing journey—it's it's not linear. Like the healing journey mm. isn't linear. Even my my iPhone wallpaper says healing comes in waves, and maybe today the wave hit the rocks, but that's okay. Like yeah. it's like showing you like it comes in waves. One day you're gonna be up here, and the next day you can be down there, but that's okay. Like that's part of healing. That's part of finding yourself and helping yourself. And you know you can't heal what's not broken. So it's like it's okay to be at that low point and have something to work up towards. Yeah, I love that quote that you've got on your wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Like it's I my favorite it. thing. Yeah, I love that because it's so true. I think sometimes people as well freak out when they like hit hit the rocks or whatever when they're on their journey and they think, oh my God, like have I gone back to where I was? And it's like, no, you're just having a bad day, a bad week, maybe even a bad exactly. month. Like, yeah, it's not a linear journey. Um, well, what would be some of your biggest tips for someone listening who's navigating their own self-love journey and might be like finding it a bit difficult or maybe you've just started it and they're like, I don't even know what to do. Like, have you got any good, like, I don't know, self-love wellness tips or journaling tips or anything like that? Yeah. When it comes to self-love journeys and just like tips to start your own, I think it's so important who and what you're surrounded by. Like what environment are you in? Are you in an environment where you love your space? Like, do you love your bedroom? Do you love your house? Do you love your hometown? Like if you're journaling and meditating on your bed and you're doing all these amazing things, but you hate the space that you're in, you're still going to have that in the back of your mind, that negativity of like unhappiness. And also the people that you're surrounded by is a huge part of your healing journey. So make sure you're surrounded by supportive, loving people who are going to be there for you, even when you're at your lowest and you need to kind of work on yourself and like disappear for a little bit and just like be on your own. I think when it comes to self-love, you know, I've done a lot of episodes on this where I've just been like, yeah, journal, meditate, you know, create a morning routine, go grocery shopping, clean your room and do a face mask. Like there's millions of things that you can do to make you feel better about yourself. But at the end of the day, that's not all self-care love is for. Like it's not just about taking care of yourself. It's about doing things that make you happy. And I think doing things on your own is also a huge part, like stepping out of your comfort zone. When I was going to school in New York, I was like forced to be alone all the time. I was commuting on the train by myself. I was getting coffee by myself. I was sitting in the library by myself. I was grabbing lunch and dinner by myself, which like if you told me before I went to school in New York, I'd be sitting at a restaurant by myself. I'd be like, no, no, I could never do that. But once you step out of your comfort zone and you do little things like that, you prove to yourself, oh, wait, like 
I'm capable of making myself happy. And as amazing as it is to have people in your life that make you happy, when you realize you have that potential within yourself, it creates this new relationship with yourself. Like during quarantine, I think a lot of us were afraid of our own company. Like we were afraid to sit in a room by ourselves for a few months and hang out with ourselves. And it's like, you shouldn't be afraid to do that. That's something you should be excited for. Like I'm at a point right now where if like my plans tomorrow night for Friday got canceled, I wouldn't be like upset and like stressed out. I'd be happy. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to plan a night with myself. So I think the biggest thing that you can do to start your self-love journey is to like take yourself out and do something that'll make you happy. So like I remember one day I spent the whole day by myself. I went hiking and then after hiking, I went to the farmer's market and then I like ordered dinner that night and watched a movie by myself. And it was like, I proved to myself, I have everything I need to make me happy. It's amazing to have people in your life that can also make you happy. But once you realize you have that potential yourself and you could give everything to yourself that someone else can give you, that's when you unlock that new like confidence and self-love within yourself. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's such a powerful feeling to get to that point. Um, and I, I, I always find like, well, for me personally, like I always found that I had to actually experience like being forced to just be on my own and like experience those feelings of loneliness to like actually learn how to overcome them and become your own best friend, enjoy your company. Cause if you don't, you just end up running, you try and run from those feelings because it's so uncomfortable. But as soon as you like sit with it and just mm-hmm. you start to develop that relationship with yourself, like become your own best friend, then you get to do all those amazing things you were just talking about, like going and taking yourself out for the day, going hiking, going to a nice farmer's market, doing all these nice things. But yeah. I always find like with people, it's they've gone through like a period of like loneliness and then they're like, you know, I can't run from this anymore. And then I always Mm -hmm. find that once you actually master it once, like once you actually like face those feelings once and start to form that relationship, like then it's done. Like you are done for life. Like you can just keep it going and it doesn't like come back that fear of being alone and stuff. And that literally feeds so much in self-love and confidence because you're going to have high standards for like who you surround yourself with if you're happy yeah. to be on your own. Cause like, I know like when you were saying that you were experienced being alone in New York, like I had a similar experience, moved to London at 21, like completely by myself working. I didn't know anyone. And mm-hmm. I was like spending weekends completely by myself. And I, at that point, hadn't actually started my self-love journey so I was valuing spending time with people that I probably now like I wouldn't be friends with because they're not actually good healthy people to be around I was thinking that it was better to just be with them than to be by myself but when you go on that self-love journey it's where you just flip that narrative and you're like you know actually like being with myself is amazing and it helps you raise your standards then not attracting like unhealthy like people friends relationships anything into your life um so yeah I love that thanks for sharing but what um you're like so into your wellness your routines like you know all your your morning routine going to the gym working out like all these things that you do Mm. what are some of your like favorite habits and rituals that you do like to keep you feeling like healthy and happy yeah so I would say I'm a big routine person like there's specific things I need to do each morning and specific things I need to do each night like when I'm off routine I get like a little bit stressed to like be like even if I'm on vacation for like too long I'm like okay I miss my gym I miss my bed like I miss my like lemon water in the morning so I would say my favorite rituals to make me kind of like live the wellness lifestyle every morning I have to like take my vitamins drink water I have this big water bottle and I have to make sure I drink like a whole 
thing of it like this much with my vitamins. And then I've been getting into like greens recently. So I'll drink like a cup of greens each morning and it just makes me feel so much better. I have so much bloating issues. So it helps me so much in the morning. Um, And then I always like to try to journal or meditate or like read my Bible or read like a self-help book in the morning just to like get my mind in the right direction. And then my rituals at night is I like to work out at night, which I know a lot of people don't like. I know people are more like morning working out people, but I like working out at like 4.35 p.m. because it makes me so tired so I can like come home, eat dinner, shower, and I'm already exhausted. So my night rituals are kind of just like I love planning my next day at night. So I use like a daily planner and I like to write down everything I have to do tomorrow the night before while it's like fresh in my mind before I have to like start the morning. I like to meal prep a little bit for the next day. Um, I love doing my skincare and like using my skincare as an advantage and like something I'm lucky to be able to do instead of just like skipping out on it. I use it as like a luxury thing I can do. And I just love like my nighttime rituals is like lavender essential oil and my oil diffuser, red light all over the room. So it's like dark with red light. I love my brown noise. I always have my Alexa play brown noise while I'm sleeping. Spray my pillows with like lemon lavender spray. Like I am a very big person when it comes to rituals. So I think those are like my main ones. I think my biggest things are like planning things out on to-do lists. I just started using Notion, which is like a calendar vision board. It's an amazing planner for anything that you do. If you haven't, I'm not not sponsored, but it's just literally amazing. (laughs) So just got to make sure people don't think it's sponsored. But um, I've been using that to literally plan out my whole life. Um, grocery shopping, meal prepping. Those are just like little habits I like to throw into my week that make me feel like more put together and like wellness oriented. Yeah. Oh my God. It sounds like you turn like your bedroom into like a sanctuary at night. Oh, I really with, like do, the red I, light stuff. Yeah. I cannot sleep at night and I'm so used to falling asleep with my TV and I'm trying to not do that anymore. So I got red lights. I got oil diffuser. I got lavender. I got everything going on in my room and you'd walk in and probably fall asleep in like 30 seconds. I still struggle a little bit without my TV on, but anyone else that walks into my room is like, oh, I could fall asleep in 10 seconds right now. It's so calming. Oh, I love that. You're inspiring mm. me. I feel like I need to get like some red light and all of that stuff. But I've been listening to that brown noise as well recently because I've seen people on TikTok talking about it. Yeah. And um, it is it's so weird. Like it's such like a weird sound, but it really does mm-hmm. actually calm you down. I put it on the other night for the first time when I was just was feeling like anxious. I don't really know why. I think I just had like a busy day of like working and stuff. And I could just feel like the kind of anxiety in my body. And I was like, my mind was just like running really fast. And I was like, I just need to calm down for the evening now. So I was like, just cooking my dinner. I just put it on. And it like yeah. really helped. It's so weird. It sounds like the one I was playing, it like sounds like you're in an airplane cabin or something like that's what it sounded like. But it was so calm and it was so weird. And I sent it to my friend, like, this is, this is really random, but this will actually really help you feel anxious. It's crazy <laughs> how it works. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you do then when you like fall off your healthy routines? Cause obviously like you have so many or like if you lose motivation or get in a rut, cause that happens to like all of us, we all experience it. And I think sometimes as well, like, and especially like for some people listening, they might be just getting into wellness and self-development and self-love and stuff like that, and just be starting yeah. out these routines and you know, sometimes like when you're just starting out, you can do it well, do it consistently for a few weeks or whatever, and then fall off it and think, 
oh I've fallen off it like I can't start again I'm not gonna be able to do again like you just get in a rut and then you just walk away from it before you're like fully committed into like your lifestyle yeah so what would you like what advice and tips would you give for someone out there who like might be experiencing that currently or is in just like a little bit of a rut and like lacking motivation like how can they get back like on track with all their routines Yeah, I think the first thing, and I am not like every ritual I just explained, I'm not doing that every single day. Like, I'm not journaling, meditating, lemon water every single day of my life. There's, but the thing is, is like, I think the problem is when we try to get into wellness and fitness journeys, we try to do a million things at once. Like, we're like, okay, I'm starting my wellness journey tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up at 6 a.m., do lemon water, workout, journal, meditate, grocery shop. This is like, all right, relax, like, take baby steps, like, do it slowly. Like, I, you will never catch me without a cup of coffee in the morning ever. And I think that could go for a lot of people. People will be like, I will never miss my cup of coffee in the morning. And it's like, why don't we have that mindset towards journaling? Like how come we're not as addicted to journaling or meditating as we are to our cup of coffee in the morning? So I think the best way to do things and to avoid getting into a rut is to take baby steps. So for one week, try to work out three times that week. Okay. Do that for two weeks. And then after two weeks, try to incorporate meditating every single day. Like take these baby steps. Cause if you try to do a million things at once, your body's going to be like, this isn't the lifestyle I want because you're forcing these things into your life. You're forcing yourself to enjoy them. And now you're going to face burnout and you're not going to want to do any of them. There was a point where I would force myself to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. I would have my lemon water. I'd go for a morning walk. Then I'd go to the gym. Then I'd come home and shower, drink my coffee, meditate journal. And I did that for like a week. And I was like, this is too much. Like I was like, I'm doing too much within such a short span of time. Like I need to take it slowly. So everything that I do every day happens so organically. Like there's no reason to rush your healing journey. Like there's no reason to force yourself to like things. Like I tried to force myself to work out each morning and I was like, you know what? I just don't like working out in the morning. Like I prefer working out at night. Maybe one day I'll wake up and I'd rather be working out in the morning than nighttime. But as of right now, I prefer working out at night. So I'm just going to do that. Like it becomes something I crave and I look forward to during the day. It's not something I like to get over with in the morning. It's something I like to look forward to. So I think just incorporating things one by one because burnout is so normal when we overwhelm our bodies and we overwhelm our minds and like now all of a sudden something that was supposed to make us feel better is draining our mental emotional and physical health and so I think incorporating things little by little will help with burnout and figuring out what you like if you don't like guided meditations maybe you like brown noise maybe you like um I forgot the names of those like circle sounds, but like maybe you like, oh, sound bath. Maybe you like sound bath meditation. Like you can like different types of things, but I think we try to force ourselves to be interested in something when it's like if you try to force yourself to do it, you're going to burn out from it and then you're just going to quit everything else. So take baby steps and don't try to do everything every day. Like if you wake up at 11 a.m., don't get mad at yourself for it. I woke up at 11 a.m. the other day, but I still had a very productive day. I cleaned my room. I got my work done. Like I didn't wake up at 11 and be like my whole morning and my whole day is wasted because I couldn't do my morning routine. It's like, no, just like do it a little bit later. I always post like TikToks of like get your life together at 3 p.m. with me because it's like it's okay if you wake up at one and you were in bed all day. Like you can still get up at three and like get your life together and go to the gym and do this and that. So I think just being very forgiving and understanding with yourself, like realizing you're not 
a robot. You're a human being. Like you're allowed to sleep in a little bit. You're allowed to be lazy today. That'll help you kind of like not get mad at yourself when you burn out and let your when you want to stay in bed a little bit longer, let yourself do that. Make sure you're taking mental breaks throughout the day. If you work a really crazy job and stressful job, make sure you're taking like five minute breaks in between the day just to like go outside and breathe and ground yourself and meditate because we lose this connection with ourselves because like we're very go, go, go. And I know especially in America, it's like we like live to work in America. Like it is all that we do. Like we're so – I know people in Europe, I I think London's a little bit different, but I know people in like Italy, for example, they're always like, oh yeah, we work to live. Like we Mm. take our lunch breaks and like jump in the ocean and like have a great lunch. Like we're – I'm like we don't even take lunch breaks in America half the time because we're like – or we're taking lunch breaks at our desk. Like we're so like go, go, go in America and I think it's so hard to like take a step back and just breathe and like – be grateful for where you are in this moment. And that's why so many people burn out. But just don't get mad at yourself when you do and allow yourself to feel it. Mm, yeah. Oh my God. Such amazing advice. I feel like that's going to help like so many people listening right now that might have like heard all your rituals and literally assumed you did them all in one day. Yeah. And thought, I can't like, do absolutely that. Absolutely not. not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's like a good day. Yeah. That's like four times out of the week. Like this morning I did it great. Yesterday I absolutely woke up at like 10 a.m. and I was like having the laziest morning. It's like it's something I love to do. And like sometimes I don't journal until 4 p.m. because that's just the time I can do it when it comes to mind. But don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like I know like sometimes I'll even post like a TikTok of me having like a really productive morning. And then people will comment and be like, this is not realistic for me. And I'm like, this is not me every day. Like this is me once a month. Like I this is not Mm. something I could do every day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you did an episode as well, like, because you know, that, that girl trend, Mm -hmm. like an aesthetic on TikTok that everyone sees, which is all this kind of like vibe. And it's, you, you said like being, being that girl doesn't mean you have to get up at 5am and it's so true because like that works for some people and it just doesn't work for other people. And, um, yeah, like my, my rituals are different every day. Like I used to have like especially like in quarantine and stuff like where we didn't really have much to go like I had like such an extensive morning routine because you have like loads of time to do it but like now like yeah when you're busy with work and stuff like it just isn't realistic to be able to do it all in the all in the day but I just like pick and choose and like my priorities change all the time between whether exercise is more important or maybe like more focus on mental health and like journaling is more important at certain points in my life like depends where you are on your journey like are you in deep healing or are you trying to just you know like be fitter like all these different things and you can just kind of pick and choose what you need to do but like it's like the long-term goal of like doing these things consistently so that you can have that like happy healthy life um I wanted to ask you as well because you mentioned as well that like part of your routine as well is to look at like read through your bible and stuff and you Mm. discuss like your relationship with God on your podcast I think it's like so nice to hear about like I love hearing about each person's like individual unique relationship to like spirituality and stuff like that because you know everybody's got it like has has such like a different yeah connection to it so I'd love to know like how like your faith journey and like your spirituality journey has like impacted your life so far like have you grown up being in into it or like has it become part of your life since you've got into self-love and wellness like because I know that happens to a lot of people that get into it when they start doing all this kind of stuff like what is like yeah what's your relation to it and how long have you like How long has it been impacting your life for? Yeah, so I was born and raised Christian. My family is always like my whole family generations have been Christian. So I grew up in the household. I grew up going to church every Sunday and like 
grew up with a Bible on my bedside table. Like that was my whole life. And when I was younger, like when I was in my like tween years, like 12 to like 15, I was like very on top of it. Like I was very like always reading my Bible, always at Bible studies, always at church, everything. And then when I was in high school and even beginning of college, like before quarantine, I still believed in God, but I wasn't a great Christian. Like I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church. Like I wasn't being the Christian like I used to be. And so I think for me, even though I always believed in God, I lost my relationship with God. And like I was like at a low point with myself because I was at a low point with him. And then once quarantine had hit and I was getting into this wellness self-love journey, like a healing journey is very like it can bring you to really low points, like crying at your on your bathroom floor at like one o'clock in the morning, low points. And so I was reaching so many of those low points during quarantine of just like being so insecure and being so lost in my life with my relationship, friendships, family, like who, no matter what it was, I was just so lost with myself that it was affecting everything else around me. And so I got to a point where I was like, I need to do something about how I'm handling my life and like how I'm being right now and how I'm acting. And I think God kind of found me again. Like, I don't really think it was me being like, I have to pick up my Bible again. Like, I think God was like kind of forcing himself into my life again, like giving me another chance to become close with him. And so I remember just like, if I scroll through TikTok, that was the only thing I was seeing. Like, it was like he was coming to me in different ways. And I was like, you know what? I really have to get back into it. Even though I say I'm a believer, if I'm not practicing the Bible, if I'm not going to church, if I'm not at Bible studies, like, what am I doing? Like, there's no point of just saying I'm a Christian if I'm not going to act like one. And so I'd got back into like reading my Bible and journaling. And for me, it's like a form of peace and trust in the world. Like I'm very into like manifesting and law of attraction, but I know that like some people could say like, oh, it's against the Bible because you're like waiting for the universe. But it's like when I think of manifesting and law of attraction, like I'm talking to God, like I'm not talking to the, the universe is God to me. So for me, it's like growing up in like this holistic environment of wellness, it can make it a little bit, I guess, judgy to be a Christian in some ways because people are like, well, aren't you spiritual? Like, how can you be religious and faithful too? So for me, I think everyone has their own individual personalized relationship with God. I would never sit here and judge someone's relationship with God. Like I can only do that for myself. So I think for me, it's just very like, I feel very like safe with my faith. I feel very like comforted and peaceful knowing that like I have someone protecting me and like I just never have to be afraid of anything. Like even if I have like moments of like being afraid of my health, like I'm like at the end of the day, I'm okay. Like even if I'm meant like the, this is a stupid example, but the other day I was coming home from vacation on the plane and there was like really bad turbulence for like 10 minutes and I was in the bathroom and that's the worst place to be when there's turbulence. And I just all of a sudden felt like everything like crashing and I was like falling over. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm going to die. Like I was like, this plane is going down. And I know that's not even possible, but I was like, this plane is going down. Like I was like, I am going down. And I remember just like sitting in the bathroom. I was like, I don't want to get out of the bathroom because I can't walk back to my seat with this turbulence. And I was like, not afraid because I was, I did a prayer and I was like, I'm not afraid. Like if this is my time, like on this plane, like I get very anxious on planes. I was like, if this is my time, this is my time. So I think it just gives you that comfort of like not being afraid of what's not on earth, if that makes sense. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's just in my heart because I was born with it. And like, I know I'm God's child. So I think it's just like implanted in my heart. Like it's hard for me to explain it. Sometimes people, like if someone tries to get me to prove my faith, I can't because it's just like, it's in here, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. Mm. Um, 
And I think that like a lot of people will resonate, even if they're not actually like Christian or in any kind of religion, but just that they're spiritual and that idea of like you were saying that God is actually the universe and that, that element of trust, because Mm -hmm. I, um, I won't say that I'm religious, but I am spiritual and I'm actually like in a point of my like journey where I'm actually like not as connected like spiritually as like I have been in the past and I think it's just like you go through different phases of it in your life and like especially during like um COVID and stuff like I think loads of people were like really like connected into it because we had all that time to like think and just like yeah just think about things and like I don't know sort of develop that connection but have experienced that level of like trust that you're talking about and it definitely makes your life like a lot easier because when you're in those moments I know you said about the plane but even just on smaller things like in in the like I I was like driving the other day to go somewhere I was with my my mom my brother and there was like um a car crash in front of us it was only like really small and we we Mm -hmm. didn't actually see it happen but like we pulled up to it and then we were basically in traffic for like not even that long like 20 minutes but we were late for our dinner reservation and stuff because of it and I was like well rather than like sitting here and getting like stressed annoyed that like we're late I'm just like well maybe the universe was just protecting us from something and that's why we were sat here like so it's just even like little things like that can bring so much peace to your life and actually like Mm -hmm. on the overall like long-term big picture experience of how you feel like in this world that is life-changing so um yeah thank you for answering that question because I know sometimes like it's a bit of like a weird like also a little bit of a vulnerable question to like answer but I always just find it like really like beautiful to hear everybody's like individual journeys with it um so I wanted to talk to you as well about like uh our 20s because obviously like you're in your early 20s like I'm 26 and so many of our listeners are in their 20s as well and your 20s are just like you know a a time of like constant uncertainty like you're just you're like trying to find out who you are you're finding yourself you're figuring things out and it means that you'll maybe like drift from your friends that you've always had and you know Mm. relationships might break down and you might be confused about your career like there's so much going on there's also all this pressure as well to like get somewhere to like prove yourself to achieve milestones so it can be like a really hard time for people and I know that you talk a lot about like navigating your 20s and like advice just about that on your podcast so I'd love to know like how are you navigating like your 20s so far like how have you found it and have you got any tips for anyone that's like struggling with maybe that like unsettling feeling that just comes with being in your 20s yeah I think your 20s are so weird because one day you could be like on top of the world and be like, I just got the job I wanted and I'm in a good place with my relationship and this and that. And then the next day you could be like, what is my purpose here? Like, what am I doing here? Like your 20s are so weird because everyone is at a different stage of their life. You could be entering college. You could be graduating. You could be starting your first job. You could be starting your first ever relationship or you can be getting out of a very serious relationship. Like your 20s are such a weird pivotal point in your life. And I think for me, I'm obviously 22. I'm friends with people who are 25. I'm friends with people who are 20. Like I kind of have like a wide friend group. And I think that your 20s can be so interesting because there's people that like I see like my one of my friends getting into her first serious relationship at age 21 or whatever. And then I could see one of my friends at 25 getting out of a five-year relationship. Like your 20s really is a time to be like, 
wait, like so many things are changing. And I think the problem with like navigating our 20s is we have pressure to have everything that we want to accomplish happen in our 20s. Like we're like, we have to graduate college in our 20s. We have to make a six figure income in our 20s. We have to be married by our 20s. We have to have kids by our 20s. We have this made up timeline in our heads. And it's like at the end of the day, you can't predict anything. And I think for me, I've just learned to put a lot less pressure on my life and just like pressure on anything really. Like I've been in my relationship for almost four years and like I'm so happy in my relationship. This is obviously someone I want to like spend the rest of my life with, but I'm not putting pressure on the fact that this is the person I have to spend the rest of my life with. Or like with my friends, I'm not putting pressure on the fact that these people have to be in my life for the rest of my life or this has to be the podcast I do for the rest of my life. Like I'm taking everything day by day and as much as I love goals, goals, and planning and everything I really am just trying to like live in the moment and be more like enjoy the moment that I'm in instead of just planning for the future and so I would say that's one of my biggest things for navigating your 20s is to be more present like don't just think about what you can accomplish in a year or two because that's amazing to have that goal mindset but at the same time you're taking away from the moment that you're in and this version of yourself that you woke up with today is never going to exist again so like make sure you spend time with her like make sure you learn her and enjoy her and help her grow instead of just focusing on what she could or who she could be in a year or two years so I think that's the thing is we always focus on future us future job future marriage in our 20s it's like focus on who you are now. Like this is the only time you're going to be able to spend time with the person you see in the mirror. Like make sure you're enjoying that with yourself. And so my biggest tips is just to, I think keeping your circle small is like huge. I think I've learned like not everyone has your best intentions. When I graduated from high school in my first year of college, I dropped every single person I was friends with in high school. They were just not people I wanted to be around. And I think I even knew that while I was in high school. Like I think even when I was friends with them in high school, I knew like these are not long-term friends. Like these are not supportive, like nice friends. These are not people I'd be friends with forever. And I was right. And they like proved that they weren't meant to be in my life. And so I've had the same group of friends, my three best friends I've been friends with since I was born, like moms were best friends. So like since we were literally like in the hospital, like we've been born like together, like best friends. And then I have one friend that I've been best friends with that I met like two years ago through my boyfriend. So it's like people will come into your life when they're meant to come in your life and they will bring amazing things to you. And I think the more that you love and focus on yourself, the better it'll be to navigate and attract those people. So I think keeping your circle small and staying true to yourself is the best thing to do in your 20s because it'll attract all the right people. It'll attract your job. And I think we become so dependent on people in our 20s. We're like, why aren't I in a relationship? Or why don't I have plans every weekend with a big group of friends? It's like, focus on you. And when you focus on you, the right people are going to come into your life. If you just chase, 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 you're going to chase the wrong things. You're going to settle for things. Like you're going to accept things you don't deserve. And I think that the best thing to do in your 20s is just focus on you, focus on your success, your health. And then once you focus on those things, it'll affect the other relationships in your life too. Yeah. My God, such good advice. I love what you said as well about just being present because I saw like this clip go viral and it it was, it was on a podcast. I can't remember whose it was, but it was this guy who basically, I think he must be like 40 or something now. And he was like a millionaire. He'd like been really successful in business and made like millions and millions of dollars. And the, he was saying that like, he would literally like give his money away to go back to being in his twenties again. Like and 
I know it's easy, like you always think, oh, it's easy for someone to say that when they've got all the money to go, oh yeah, no, just get rid of it. Like I want to be 20 again. But like he was being genuinely serious, like that, how you are in your twenties, the experience, everything, like he would give it all away to be back there and to enjoy it. So that is so true. And I think I'm actually in a phase right now where I'm not being that present, but I'm like, you just, I think as well, like you have these cycles in your twenties too, where like, I feel like I'm in this proper like building phase because I'm like building a business with um, Abby who, um, we do the podcast with and like mm. we're so I feel like we're in this like literally like you're building a house like brick by brick every single day and all you're doing is like focusing on that but I feel like we're nearly over like the little sort of hurdle where then you can like breathe a bit and just sort of like take it in and like get back to that present I think that's why like I'm not as connected spiritually as well at the minute is because of that mm. like it's all like connected like that so that's like such good advice for, like I need that advice right now <laughs> um <laughs> but um you talk as well on your podcast like about how you like experience anxiety like panic attacks and obviously like I know that you sometimes struggle with sleep and that's usually like related to like anxiety and stuff like that and um I've like struggled with anxiety was like one of the things that kind of got me into wellness as well because like I had it when I was like 17 I was like what the hell is this and I had to figure out what it was and then like manage it and all this stuff and like I still have it but like it's nothing like what it was and it always comes in waves depending on like what's going on in your life like it's just you know there but um how like what is your like some of your personal like I feel like everyone's got their own sort of like little hacks and like ways of managing anxiety and I know that like it's not like blanket generic will help work for everyone because everyone's so different and has different like levels of it as well but what are like some of your own personal ways of like managing your anxiety like what do you do when you're like feeling really anxious have you got any like little rituals or anything that gives you relief yeah so my night rituals of like the lavender red light brown noise that all really helps I anxiety attacks suck I literally have been going through them for years something that really helped me is working out like I used to have anxiety or panic attacks like twice a week ever since working out I get one maybe once a month like maybe once a month once every two months like it has helped me so much because my body like releases endorphins it's something I'm excited for it's like I'm using up a bunch of energy like it makes me so happy like it genuinely changed my life to like move my body like when I was on vacation and I didn't work out for like four days. I remember one day I was just like super anxious and upset and I was like, I can't work out in this environment, but like I I miss the gym. Like I miss moving my body. Like there was, I was doing like, like stupid, like ab uh, things on the beach, like ab workouts. I was like, I'm like dying to move my body. I was like squatting in the hotel room. Like it's just like I have moments like that and I love how obsessed I've been with moving my body and like in a healthy way. But I think when it comes to anxiety, something that I've been doing, and I give full credit to my boyfriend for this because I used every time I'd have an anxiety attack, I'd tell him, I need to call you, I need to text you, like freaking out, hyperventilating, like talking to him about it. And he was like, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to remove that word from your vocabulary. Like he's like, I don't know what the word anxiety means. You don't know what it means. It doesn't exist. Like that word anxiety, it does not exist anymore. And I was like, no, 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 like you don't understand. He's like, no, no, I do understand. He's like, but the more you tell yourself I have anxiety, I get panic attacks, the more you're going to have them and the more you're going to tell your brain I'm an anxious person. If you say I'm an anxious person or I get anxiety or I have anxiety, your brain's going to be like, oh, okay, like we have anxiety. Okay, cool. Let's keep acting on it. So he literally told me, he's like, I want you to cut that word out of your vocabulary. Like he's like, I don't want you to tell yourself you're an anxious person or you're 
a panicked person or you're this person, like don't tell yourself I have gut issues. I have acne, I have this. The more you tell yourself those things, the more that they will come true for you. And so I remember like listening to that advice. I was like, you know what? He's right. Like I can't keep telling myself I'm an anxious person because the more I tell myself I'm an anxious person, the more I'm going to act like an anxious person. So I started to like remove it from my vocabulary a little bit and try not to tell myself I used to like do affirmations every day of like I'm positive I'm healthy I love myself like saying these affirmations every day and even if you're like saying it with like tears down your face fully not believing any of it the more that you say it and the more that you practice that one day you're gonna believe it like fake it till you make it when it comes to your affirmation sometimes because even if you don't believe it in the moment the more you tell yourself that you will feel it like our brain our bodies they're filled with energy And we are able to control our minds. It's not an overnight thing. It's not going to happen right away. But it's something that like with time, you will eventually believe that you're not an anxious person, that you don't get anxiety. So I think because of that, I barely get it anymore. The only time I really get it is like if I'm having a really bad migraine in like a public space, like if I'm at the gym and I get like a really bad migraine, I'll get anxious and I'll be like in the locker room like, uh, like, am I going to faint? Like, you know, like that's really the only times I'll get anxious when I sleep. Two things I recommend, obviously, have my night rituals that I explained. If you don't take magnesium, I highly recommend taking magnesium. It's a great supplement for your body, but it also calms anxiety and like calms you down before you sleep, calms your body down. And then ashwagandha is a great supplement. You can put it into smoothies, you can put it into tea. That helps a lot with like anxiety and calming your body down. So those are like little things that I do because it's definitely like help me when sleeping to take those and I know there's like a military trick that they do where you like picture when you're laying down you picture your body like lit up with light bulbs like each toe has a light bulb each foot has a light bulb like there's a light bulb on each part of your body and you picture it slowly shutting off in each area you, you picture each light bulb shutting off and when you picture that in your mind it like helps you fall asleep I know that's like a military trick that I've heard of before but I think just like finding calming rituals before you sleep instead of falling asleep to your phone or your TV, like I would wake up in the mornings and start my morning right on my phone and then wonder why I was feeling like anxious during the day. Like it's like you're going to if you do things like that, you're going to you're going to get anxious throughout the day. While we're on the topic of self-love and wellness rituals, one of the most amazing things you can do for yourself to take care of your well-being when you aren't feeling that great is actually going to therapy. And that's why we're so excited to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, BetterHelp. And BetterHelp are a professional, secure online counseling service. So wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast right now, as long as you've got an internet connection and a phone or a computer, you can access BetterHelp services. Like I said, it's all private and secure done online. So you don't need to worry about anyone being able to access your account. It's completely confidential and it's completely up to you how you want to communicate with your therapist. Because I know that going to therapy can be quite daunting and it's definitely something that maybe puts people off. It's just, is this going to be awkward? How am I going to feel when I'm talking to this therapist? But BetterHelp really helps eliminate all those kind of fears because depending on how you want to talk to your therapist, they will work around you. So if you want to just have audio calls with them, that's absolutely fine. If you want to do video calls and video chat, you can do that. Or if you'd rather not speak on the phone at all, you can just use the chat box and emails and just have a constant conversation with your therapist that way. My favorite thing about BetterHelp is how easy it is to 
get started and booking with a therapist. When I signed up for an account, it literally, I got matched up with a therapist in like less than 24 hours. They guarantee that you'll get someone within 48, but it's usually quicker than that. And depending on what you need, what you want to work on, what you need some help with, you fill that out on a questionnaire and let them know all the details about you and what you want to work on. And they will perfectly match you with someone who is catered to those needs, who specializes in what you want to talk about. So you are guaranteed to be matched up with someone that you're going to click with. And that's the most important thing about therapy is that you feel comfortable with your therapist. So you really open up and get the most out of the experience. But if you do get matched with someone and you're like, I'm not that keen on this person, I want to swap therapists, you can swap therapists as many times as you want, completely free until you find the right person for you. Because BetterHelp's mission is to help you start living a happier life today. So if you want to start doing online therapy with BetterHelp and you want to get a discount, you can get 10% off your first month of therapy by using our code FINDINGYOURFEE. If you just head to the link betterhelp.com forward slash FINDINGYOURFEE, that's betterhelp.com forward slash FINDINGYOURFEE, you will get 10% off your entire first month of therapy. But if you are in a difficult financial situation, there is an opportunity for financial aid to be added on top of that. Because like I said, BetterHelp's mission is to help you start living a happier life today and they're trying to remove all the barriers to therapy. So just head to the link betterhelp.com forward slash find your feed to start your journey with BetterHelp today. Yeah, no, it's so true. I like have to booby trap myself from not having my phone near my bed. Some like I don't always do it. Sometimes I do just sleep with my phone next to me and like I do look at it in the morning and before I go to sleep. But some like you really feel it. And I also find it way harder to get up as well because you like grab your phone, and you're just looking at thing. Like you need to stand up, yeah. get out of bed and like I like literally put my phone on the other side of the room and charge it there. And every time I do that, I sleep better, I wake up better, I have a more productive day and more focused and I feel so much better just because I have done that like one little thing I've never heard of that light bulb thing as well like that's mm-hmm. so interesting. it's so interesting yeah yeah I've never heard of that I do like really random things when I'm feeling anxious like but it's like a it's a psychological thing that actually loads of people do like going and watching the same tv show that you've already seen before because mm-hmm. you know the plot like things like that are really like I do uh, weird always like that as well that's all I do yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's so, so nice to like, you've got such a supportive boyfriend as well, who suggested about the, just remove that word from your vocabulary. Yeah. Cause I was literally talking to my mom about this the other day because she like was having like, like knee problems, like where they were like swelling up and she was like looking into all like the holistic stuff, like having inflammation in your body, all of that stuff. And then started thinking that she was like, maybe gluten intolerance and cutting that out like I know that you as well have had trouble like recently like with figuring out like your gut health and stuff like that so you know you go into that kind of like rabbit hole I'd like heard as well like on a podcast I think it was Andrew Huberman I don't know if you've ever listened to any of his stuff or like seen any of his stuff but like he's obviously like a professor and a scientist so everything he says is like all backed by research but there was like this study basically saying that like people that had told themselves that they had gluten intolerance literally developed one like and um it's so true like sometimes the things that we tell ourselves like we have like obviously there's a line with it where actually no you Mm -hmm. do have that there is some physical problems there or but it it's um actually such a good way to like think about things and I think this as well with healing like on your healing journey because I think you can get to a point like we're obviously on your healing journey at the start when you decide right I'm going to heal you know maybe this event that happened that freaked me out or I'm going to 
heal like this childhood experience or anything like that heal this insecurity mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to it first like that's what you have to do give it attention yeah. give it love notice it and then eventually you have to let it go and move on and I think that like we can even get so like a di- a, sort of addicted to saying like I I'm scared of this or I, I have yeah. I'm suffering with this or whatever because you get, you get like a personality conf- trait yeah and and actually what you do is you just like you it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you just re attract it into your life and it just keeps like rehashing it up like it definitely comes a point where you know it's like a balance like yes these things exist like this like anxiety or any kind of like trauma against something or whatever or a health problem exists but then there is a point I think on healing where you have to like let it go and you like step into like Mm -hmm. this new you but there's like a I think it's like a bit of a jump that people have to make to get there but um that's so like nice that your boyfriend like suggested that to you yeah Um, and I love how normalized it is because it helps us focus on mental health but at the same time it's not good that it's normalized because everyone's gonna like self-diagnose themselves and like feed into mm -hmm. it and everything and it's like of course there are cases where people are like severely anxious about things like I'm not trying to like degrade people's um, disabilities or anything. But at the end of the day, I do think you have the power to control yourself in so many ways. And if you have the advantage to do that, like take advantage of it because you are stronger than what is killing you. You really are. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Such nice, inspiring words. Um, That leads me on nicely to my next question as well because we were just talking about your supportive boyfriend, but you're obviously so into like wellness, personal growth, all this stuff. Like it's, you've obviously, you've got a whole podcast about it. You go and like talk about it every week online. Like you just, you know, it's such a huge part of who, who you are. And um, I'm like the same, like I'm like, it just gets ingrained in you that you just are on that like just personal growth like vibe and you can't stop and I usually find that then like you end up with friends that are all into the same kind of thing but when you don't have friends that are like into this as well it can actually be really hard like because it's it's not you know if you're not surrounded by people that are into it like they Mm. might literally convince you that like you're weird and like what you're trying shit or whatever like or anything like that so what would you like for somebody listening who is into all this stuff and they might get sources of connection, like from listening to me and you talk today on a podcast, but they haven't actually got anyone in their life that's like into it, how they are, anything like that. What advice would you give them like of how they could attract new friendships with like the same passions for wellness as them? Cause I think this is something that like a lot of people struggle with and then they like freak out about how they can actually like make new friends and stuff. Yeah. It's actually so funny because I don't have, I would say maybe I have one friend that's like a not a close friend, but like a friend. I don't have one friend that's like into wellness, like or fitness really? or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I my best friends, I've been best friends with since I was young. And we relate in other ways. Like, you know, like I have a friend that's like very hardworking with her school. So like we relate with like being organized and like hardworking and all this stuff. Like I relate to my friends on different things. And I think as you grow older, you all go into like different paths. Like I went into this wellness, fitness, like podcast path, but my friend is going into a nursing path, like where she doesn't really like anything that I do, but she's into like her own stuff. So I have a friend that's like an architect. I have a friend that's a teacher. Like it's funny because you all grow into different things and it's like I don't have one friend that I go to the gym with. I just started bringing my sister to the gym. So I like force her to come with me sometimes and like she kind of enjoys it because she's an athlete. But it's like I don't have someone that I can text and be like, hey, you want to go to this meditation together? Like I personally don't have that. I think that 
my boyfriend is someone that's into like working out as well. So like that's helpful because like eventually when I'm married, like I want to work out with my partner in that way. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's huge for me to be married to someone that like is into that because I'm going to be filling the house with like all veggies and fruits and no gluten. Like I need someone that's going to understand it. But yeah, I think that some wellness practices can be a little bit like quote weird to people who don't get it like the other day my friend was really stressed about something and I like we made jokes and I was like I'm gonna sage you and she's like what does that mean and I was like you're gonna lay on my bed and I'm gonna light my sage all around you because there was like so much like drama happening that week and all this negative energy and I was like I need to just get it all away from you and she's like I don't get it but I'll I'll listen and I like laid her down there we put like the bible on her and I was like I'm saging you I don't care and like we laughed about it but she was like I get it like I get why you do these things so I think at the end of the day, the hardest part about it is not having anyone to talk to about it, which I think is what my podcast helps me with because I could talk to you about it. I could Mm -hmm. talk to my guests and my community. Like I can go on TikTok and go on a rant about wellness and people will care. So I think the hardest thing is if you don't have an outlet like that, it can be hard for you to stay consistent and passionate because you don't have anyone to talk to about it. But I think the more that you just like treat yourself like that person, like even if you're in the car by yourself and you turn the music off and you're talking talking about your day by like to yourself and talking about your plans. I've done that so many times. Like I've talked out loud about my plans for the next day. If you become that person for yourself, you will eventually attract people who are like you. And like, for example, I'm going to like a wellness event next week and I don't know anyone going, but I found out that this one girl I interviewed on my podcast is going and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. We get to meet in person. Like that's someone I can add to my list of like people I'm friends with in the area that are into wellness. Like I think that they'll eventually come to you and you'll eventually attract them the more on you work on yourself and the more you step out of your comfort zone. But if any of your friends judge you for what you do, like if you Insta story, like a really healthy meal that you meet and they're like, what, what is this? Like, what are you doing? That's not a friend. Like your friend is going to respect what you do. If you were posting something about like, if you were like a nursing major or a lawyer or whatever, no one would judge you. No one would question you. But because this wellness area and influencer area is so new, people don't recognize it and people will question you and judge you on it because they don't understand what it is. And I read a quote the other day and it was like, the reason that people in your like people that you know will be hateful towards you and then people on the internet will be so supportive as for you is because the people around you can't fathom the fact that you started the same place they started and you're up here and they're down there whereas like people on the internet they don't really know you like that like they're going to support you because they love you but people that you're around are going to be like we went to the same school and we lived in the same town how come she's successful and I'm not now I'm going to do something to bring her down so i think that if you're around people who are going to judge what you do then you're not around the right people. I've had people like make jokes about my podcast or make jokes about, you know, the green juices I drink or the meals that I eat or like that I don't eat gluten. Like I've had people make fun of me for it. And I think it depends how you react to it. Like if I just like laugh along with it, they're going to keep coming. But if I'm like, if I don't react to it, then they're going to eventually stop and be like, oh, maybe this isn't like something she even cares about. I personally have never cared what people thought about me. So it's like, I think that's why I'm so open to like putting myself on the internet because even if like my TikTok of me like cleaning my room gets sent in a group chat with like 10 people that I'm in, like guys and girls, I'm not going to be embarrassed of it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, because at the end of the day, if you post something and it gets 10 likes, people will make fun of you. But if you post something and it gets 10,000 likes, people will look up to you. So it's like everyone's going to start at the bottom, you know, like it's going to take a while for you to get there. So if you have friends that are only going to understand you when you have other people that care, like those aren't people that you should really like care to have in your life, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I was going to as well ask you next, like about your podcast, because like, obviously, um, me and Abby have a podcast, but we do it together. And mm-hmm. I always thought like, especially at the start, like now I feel way more confident, like I could probably do one on my own and it'd be fine. But at the start, especially in like the first year and a half, I thought there's no way I would have done this by myself. Like just how much you put yourself out there, like just sharing your voice online like that is so like you need some, I'm not saying you need to be the most confident person in the world, but you need to have a level mm-hmm. of like self-belief to be able to just keep doing it consistently and For not sure. not bottle it. But um, you obviously do yours completely by yourself. So like, like, how did you feel when you first started for you from Eve? Like, was it a feel the fear and do it anyway? Or did you and, and just start it? Or did you actually feel quite comfortable to start it because you're just so passionate? Like what, like, how's your journey with like your confidence with it from like then till now? Yeah. So when I was first thinking of starting a podcast, I actually texted my girls group chat and I was like, someone started a podcast with me. I was like, I don't want to do this alone. Like someone get on with me and talk with me about things and whatever. And I knew my friends weren't going to do it. And it's better that they did not because obviously my niche is not something they're interested in. So it wouldn't have worked out anyways to do it with them. And I kind of like, even after I suggested it, I was like, honestly, I've always liked working independently. I've always liked like only having to trust myself, if that makes sense, like depend on myself. Um, I like practice recorded at least five solo episodes with like the mic on and I was sitting in front of it and I recorded myself. They never got edited. They never got uploaded. It was just for me to practice talking. I love talking. My boyfriend always said it. He's like, you love talking. Like you should create a podcast because like you do not stop. Like you'll go on and on. I was like, I love talking about things I'm passionate about. And even my best friend and I, we send audio messages to each other like every single day. Like we don't text. We send an audio message. Like this is what I did today. Like that's all we do. Like two, three minute audio messages. And so I love to talk and I had to practice. I got nervous interviewing guests at first. Like when I was first interviewing guests, even if it was my friend, I was so nervous. Like I was like, I'm not putting my face on Zoom. Like, we don't have to put our faces on. Like, I would get really nervous, but I kind of was just like, I got to do it anyways because I know it's going to be worth it one day. Yeah, all of my episodes are pretty much solo episodes of me just sitting there and talking. And I think it definitely in the beginning was weird to like hear my own voice and like see myself be vulnerable. But yeah, I think confidence has a lot to do with it. I think that knowing like I know I'm good at what I do, so I don't really need validation. It's just something that like if people love it, people love it and that's amazing. But if people don't love it, it's okay because I have other people that love it and I love it. So that's all that matters. So I think getting to that point of like being so confident in what I created was like when I really reached the point of like, okay, this is amazing. Like now I'm so happy with like everything I've created for myself that it won't bother me if someone else doesn't like it. But it's definitely weird to talk on your own sometimes. And like, sometimes I'll even like share something and I'll be like, yeah, was that too personal? Like maybe I should cut that out. Like, I don't know. Like sometimes it gets a little vulnerable. I do keep some aspects of my life, like my personal life. I don't really talk too much about like my relationship or like my friendships, like personal wise, because I don't want like, I don't post my boyfriend on or friends on for you for me because they didn't sign up to be like, under that base. Mm -hmm. Like I signed up to be on the media, not my boyfriend. So it's like, he has like a private account with like 300 followers. Like he doesn't care about social media. So like, I'm not going to force him to be on my accounts. Um, so like I try to keep some areas private, but anything that has to do with me personally, I'm pretty open about. Um, 
But it's definitely weird in the beginning. I think you just got to fear it and face it because at the end of the day, you're going to force yourself to it. And if it gets to a point where you're comfortable with it, but you don't love it, it's okay. Like you could start something new. But for me, I realized how much I loved it and I was so comfortable doing it. Now I can – I this is my third episode I'm recording today. I recorded one in the morning. I just recorded a solo episode before this and it's like my voice. I don't know how it's still here, but like I can keep laughing. Like my voice, it doesn't stop. I might need to take like a week break from speaking after today, but it's like – you could just keep going once you're comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. No, you do have definitely have like a talent for just like speaking and like channeling and just like getting the point across and just like one go, which yeah, obviously really helps if you are going to have a podcast. But um, I, I, I didn't even ask you as well, which was obviously such an important question, but like what actually led you to creating your podcast? Because it is very like niche to like wellness, yeah. self-love. And you've got such a like certain vibe about it. And like I said, like it's like my comfort podcast. And like I just put it on, like it helps me just, just put it on while I'm just like driving or just like in the kitchen making dinner. And it just like, I feel like it resets me and like brings my vibe mm-hmm. up and like inspires me. And I'm just, even to do really small things to myself, like all these little rituals you talk about, they're, they're not always like huge things. Like there's such small little things like the brown noise or whatever, like anything like that. And I, I don't know what it does. It just makes me like feel like, oh yeah, like- Aww. I'm going to do something nice myself. Like it's just got such like a nice energy or podcast, but what actually led you to creating it? Like, why did you feel like the world needed this? Yeah. So going back into the wellness journey I had in quarantine, when I decided I was going to start wellness, I actually started an Instagram blog called wellness and wardrobe so i had a few like failed business ventures before or for you for me so i want everyone listening to know like it wasn't just i woke up one day and started a podcast and it was successful and i was great like there were so many things that came before it but like even when i was younger i like had like instagram quote pages like i was always trying to do something and then when quarantine happened i started an account called wellness and wardrobe and it was all about wellness and then all about wardrobe, like fashion, which like I realized like I didn't even care about fashion that much. So I was like, why am I posting this? Like I felt like I was only posting things because I saw other people doing them. And so I was trying to like force myself to like be successful because I was like other people can be successful in it. So I can too. And so I was just like basically copying with my own twist. And then after a few months, I realized wellness and wardrobe was like not something – I was really passionate about anymore. And so I stopped that and I started a page called Brewing Brunette. And Brewing Brunette was basically a coffee page. And it was me just like making aesthetic coffee videos and like posting recipes and all that stuff. And I did that for a few months and it was really fun. And then I was like, I'm not passionate about this either. And then I was like, what am I passionate about? Like, I want to start something, but like, I don't know what I want it to be. And so For You From Eve was a private Instagram account I had with zero followers where I followed a bunch of influencers because I never, like if I was ever taking an Instagram break, I would log out of my other one, but keep the For You From Eve so I could still look at like people that inspire me. And I started posting with zero followers private. I didn't tell anyone about it because it was just like a burner account. And I started just like posting my own Pinterest photos and like my own journal entries and diary entries. And then one day I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to make this public because like why not? Like no one knows about it, but let me just make it public because if I really like the words I'm writing, maybe other people will too. And so I opened the account to public and I had about like 20 followers. And I remember I DM'd like a bunch of influencers that I looked up to to be like, hey, like this is my account. Like please share it if you can, like the basic beginner starter accounts. And I remember I got a response from Danielle Bernstein, who's We Wore What? I don't know if you know who you are yet. With yeah, 20 yeah, followers. Yeah, I'm like, 
how did she even see this DM with 20 followers? Because like even when I go through my message requests, like the top request comes up. Like 20 followers is definitely not the top of her list. But I remember after I started that account, I kept writing down in my journal, for you for me will be successful, for you for me. Like I kept writing it down. I shut my journal. It's like my craziest manifest, like manifest story. I closed my journal. I opened up my phone and I see a DM from Danielle Bernstein. I'm like, there is no way she answered my DM. And I remember she was like, your page is so cute. Like I know it's just the beginning. Like keep working towards it. Like I believe in you. Like this, that. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was like, this is – and at that point I was like reading her book. I was absolutely obsessed with her. And so at that Mm. point I remember just being like, okay, I have to keep going with whatever this is that I'm creating. I have to keep going. And I just like tried to stop forcing myself to do things other people were doing just because they were successful in it. And I just became very like organic and true to the content I wanted to create. And so I realized I didn't even like journaling anymore. Like I didn't like writing diary entries. And then I was like, I really like talking and I love listening to podcasts. Like, let me try doing my own. And I kind of just like started from there. I already had like the aesthetic of what I wanted my account to be and the name. So I was like, I'm just going to start talking and start promoting it on social media and and see where it goes. Yeah, that's oh, amazing. And that is so cool, that story about Danielle. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes as well, like those little things, like oh, you just saw the account, obviously you literally had like 20 followers on it. But like from that person saying, oh, like there's so much potential in this, like basically telling you to believe in yourself is like the yeah. little seed that sometimes you need right at the start to be like, you know what, like I am going to believe in myself, like I am going to do this. And obviously like it's so good that you did just pursue it and continue to do it because like you will have just helped like thousands and thousands and thousands of people feel better about themselves mm-hmm. in some way, like on a big or a small scale, like you've impacted like so many people and like, and obviously you love doing it as well. So it's just like yeah. so much fun. But what what have you found like on your podcasting journey so far? Like what has been like some of the best moments and what's been like some of your biggest challenges? Because podcasting mm-hmm. is relentless. You obviously put up an episode like of a solo one every Friday. And then obviously sometimes you do the guests as well. So you'll have like two going out a week for you to do mm-hmm. that on your own. That's so much work. And like, I know that because I go on like, and yeah. it, it's like the next week comes around you're like, oh shit, I need to do another episode. It's like you, you just mm-hmm. yeah it's like relentless so it can be really challenging sometimes especially as well if you start to like go through any kind of phase of self-doubt like I always think I'm so lucky I've got Abby I can just be like oh talk to her about something if I'm worried about it. you know you were saying like yeah. oh did I overshare like I would always ask her and be like shall, I, shall we take that out or shall we not like yeah we'll I've got someone else I'm always so grateful for that whereas I've got even more respect for you because I'm like you are doing this by yourself so I'm sure you will have had challenges along the way but what's been like some of your highs and some of your lows like so far yeah, it's definitely hard because you have to like hold yourself accountable. I think that's always a challenge because it's like if I if you wake up one day and you're like, I don't feel like recording today. Like if you're working with someone, they kind of got to force you to do it. Or like if you're working at a corporation or something they're, or an agency, you're forced to be there. So when you're working for yourself, there's so many advantages and plus sides, but there's also a lot of challenges of like, wait, I have to fully depend on myself. I have to do all my paperwork. Like I have to sign this and I have to read this contract. Like I don't have anyone else here to help me. I think one of the biggest challenges that I faced was I did a series called Eve Miss. So like there's a thing called Vlogmas where people post a vlog every single day. And so I did that with podcasting in December and I did it during my final season. And I remember it was final season for school and I was like, this is going to be insane. But I was like, I have to do it. Like one episode a day, December 1st to December 25th, 25 episodes. I'm going to do it. Like I know I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to force myself to do it. And I remember there were days where I was staying up until three o'clock in the morning, recording an episode or editing an episode. 
and studying for finals. Like I was going through it, but I was like, I promised myself I was going to do it. I promised my community I was going to do it. Like I'm going to stick with it. And so I was literally forcing myself to do it. And I remember when it ended, I was like, oh my God, I posted a episode every single day for 25 days and I passed my finals. Like that is the most rewarding feeling. And I remember it it helped so much because after I did that, like I got a new sponsor. I started to gain more followers. Like it grew so much for me because I was posting every day Like I had to do that. I think the biggest challenge, I mean, the biggest reward was reaching number one on Spotify's top education charts in the US. Like that was a huge thing because I remember I was like posting a lot on TikTok and Instagram that week. And I had one of my TikToks about like a that girl episode, like blow up and get like a hundred K likes. And once that blew up, so many people found me. And so I got an email from Spotify telling me I was trending as number one. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And people were like texting me. They're like, I see you on Spotify's list. And I was like, there's no way. I was like above like the Jordan Peterson podcast. And I like remember just being like, there is no way. It was (laughs) crazy and I still have the screenshot like always have it but it was one of those moments where I was like oh my god everything I every challenge I went through was worth it for this moment and like when I reached 100k podcast followers that was like a big um, rewarding feeling as well like I was doing this podcast for about five months for no money like I was making no money off of it for five months I had like not even a thousand followers yet for five months and then I just started to push 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 and like really like be super consistent and create new ideas and invest in new equipment and all that stuff. And once I push, 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 it made everything worth it. And like everything blew up. And like when it comes to growth and success, you're going to have really high moments and you're going to have like middle moments and low moments. I would say right now I'm at like a really fair like middle moment of like I have the same community. I'm not like growing from when I did. When I went from like – I went from like 15,000 Spotify followers to like – 80,000 within like a month. Like I'm not growing oh like God. that right now. It was insane. Yeah. And so like that growth isn't going to happen every week, but it's like when it does happen, I would say it happens probably like every like 6-7 months. When it does happen, it makes everything like super worth it. But the challenges are I mean the rewards are nothing without the challenges. Like I always say like you wouldn't appreciate any of the good days without the bad ones. So I think that the rewarding feelings are make every like the, everything you stress for with her. And if you really love it, it's never going to be like too stressful. Like it's not going to be a bad stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love how like dedicated and consistent you are because that is, as well as obviously bringing good content, that is the key. That is how you like succeed at podcasting. And like, were you saying how you went from 15 K's, uh, Spotify followers to 8,000 in like a month, crazy. like that's yeah. crazy. And you never know when you're going to hit that big growth spike that kind of changes Mm. the game for you where then you can get a sponsor and you can monetize it or whatever like and I think that you know like you like you said you went five months you you weren't monetizing it like that's like unless you like have a pre-existing like following that's like you know quite normal but a lot of people wouldn't be able to keep it up for that long they just think well no I'm not getting anything back like no one's listening to me who cares it's like no you have to keep going you have to keep going you have to keep showing up every week you have to be consistent you have to build trust with your audience that they know that you're going to be there every week bringing them a new episode like so you Mm -hmm. are like so consistent and then like what you said you reinvested like you've done everything that like you should do like to grow a podcast like I can see why you've been so successful like so quickly because you're just like so dedicated um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's so interesting to hear like other people's like podcast journeys especially like people that start them from scratch like independent like no experience just going for it 
um because it can just turn into something like really amazing but what advice would you give to someone who's listening now that like might want to start their own podcast yeah I would say make sure you're talking about something you're very passionate about. Like I think that people force themselves to like talk about, they're like, oh, well, this girl talks about wellness. Let me talk about wellness too. Like if you do something just because someone else is being successful at it, you're never going to be successful at it. You could create a passion. I mean, success out of any passion that you have. Like you could be passionate about walking and all of a sudden you can create like a hot girl walk series. You could create vlogs of your walk like anything you could be passionate about like salad and create like a salad channel on tiktok and instagram like anything you are passionate about with the power of social media we have right now anything you're passionate about can turn into something successful if you love what you do you're going to be successful at it no matter what so i think if you want to create a podcast number one find something you're passionate about to talk about wellness fashion business finance, whatever it is that you're passionate about, start planning out what you want to talk about with it. Start planning out the little things like the name and like, do you want to have a co-host? How often do you want to upload like your logo, all those things, but start right away. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I've always wanted to start a podcast, start tomorrow because I used to do the same thing. I used to always be like, I want to start on social media. I want to start on YouTube for like five years and I never did it. And it's like, if I started my podcast or my Instagram or my TikTok, when I said I wanted to, I probably would be grown three times more than what I have now. And I'm grateful for where I am. And there's a reason I started when I started, but I wish I didn't listen to that voice in the back of my head, like caring what people thought or like telling me it's not the time yet. Like if you tell yourself, well, I'm going to wait till I have at least a thousand Instagram followers before I start posting. It's like, then you're never going to post because where are those followers going to come from? Like you have to build something to gain a community. So my first tip is just to plan out exactly what you would do, create a vision board for it, like get super motivated about it and then just start recording because It's something that like when it comes to recording, you have to get used to talking to a microphone anyways. Like it's not easy to just like get on a microphone and talk. So start practicing that. And yeah, just I would say start right away and find a niche that you're passionate about because you'll stick through with that passion. Yeah. And be very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. And like so many people ask us like, how do you keep thinking of things to talk about every week? Because we've done it like we've – ours is a weekly episode at one point we were Mm. doing like two episodes a week in covid but then like we just can't keep up with that now so we just do one a week so we've uploaded our ours like every single week and people always say like for for like uh, near two and a half years or something now people are like how do you not run out of things to talk about and I'm like well if you pick a subject for your podcast that you are obsessed mm-hmm. with you'll never run out of things and I think especially like when you do make sure you're authentic on it and you connect it to yourself then the podcast evolves as you evolve so like the things that we spoke about at the start of our podcast like we would talk about, we wouldn't maybe talk about those topics now, or if we did, we'd come at them from like a completely different angle because we've grown as people were different. And I think if you're like, yeah, if anyone wants to do like a wellness podcast or whatever, if you're committed to your own wellness journey, then your content will never stop evolving. Like with yours, like you're, you're like taking us on your journey of like healing your gut, figuring out what's going on with that, like all these different things, like fixing your sleep anxiety, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then you'll fix that. And then you'll like have all these advice they give like you grow and you heal and you change all these things and then your content just moves with that but you have to definitely have something that you're passionate about because otherwise there's just no way that you would put in the work um like week in week out to do it because yeah it it can be a lot but if you love it then it it doesn't matter like you you literally don't care like if you make no money off it it, like this is so fulfilling um but 
but what are your, what are your plans with uh for you from Eve, Eve and like the community you're building like where do you see it going like what's yeah what's your plans for the future so I know like this next year is going to be so busy because I just took on like a marketing job and on top of my marketing job I'm doing social media I'm doing my podcast and I'm starting like full-time school five classes a week so I know I'm going to be like super busy so as of right now my plan is just to like keep going with podcast school and doing social media marketing management for clients um eventually in like you talk like future future like three years from now by the time I'm 25 I hope to like branch for you from Eve out into like its own brand I always say I want to create my own brand called like Eve and have it be like a lifestyle brand so like Eve but like filled with things that kind of make you like a better version of yourself so whether it's like athleisure wear comfort wear like bed sheets like you know, essential oils whatever it is like creating things that make you motivated to become a better version of yourself I've always wanted to create a lifestyle brand like that with like my own planners, my own journals, all that. So that's something I would love to do in like a few years once I'm like out of college and I have like the right amount of money and time to invest in it. So that's something I've always been really excited for. Um, And yeah, so that's like future, future plans. But as of right now, like I'm just like trying to take it day by day and, you know, focus a lot on my podcast and on school and on my major and like my job and stuff. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. But it sounds like, yeah, you've got a very busy year, like coming up with mm-hmm. everything that you're going to have to juggle. What, it's going to be what a, are your, like, a lot of time management episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, what have you got any tips for like time management? Because maybe somebody's listening now and maybe they work a full time job and they really want to mm-hmm. start a podcast, but they're so worried about juggling it and whatever. Like, have you got any sort of time management tips? Because you sound like you spin a lot of plates, like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I'm a big planner. So I definitely recommend like I have so many different ways that I plan. So like I said earlier, I talked about Notion, which is like a thing that I use for like my calendar, daily to-do list. Like I have like a food calendar as well because of my like gut issues. I like to track the way that I eat. Um, Google Calendar is a huge thing for me to plan like monthly and weekly things that I have to get done, like assignments that are due, finals that are due. I have a physical planner um, and my physical planner is like a monthly weekly planner, which is really good for like school assignments or days that I have to record podcasts and stuff. I have a daily plan to do list too that I get to like every morning when I wake up, I fill it in like what I'm going to be doing through 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. So I think if you plan and prioritize, those are your biggest things. Like I plan out every single thing I do during the day because I'm able to see like, oh, I have a one hour window like to do whatever I want. Let me go on a walk or let me go hang out with my friends. Like I really try to keep the mentality of like work hard, play hard and like Monday through Friday, grind out everything that I have to do, wake up early, get everything done, grocery shopping, podcast recordings. Like that's why it's a Thursday and I had to record three podcasts today because I was like, I want to grind out so that way this weekend I can like enjoy myself, enjoy my weekend with my friends and my family and my boyfriend. Like I think like being able to plan and prioritize you everything you have to do. If you want it to get done, it'll get done. Like you spend 30 minutes on TikTok every day. Why? Because you want to. So if you want to start a podcast, you're going to put in a few minutes a day to start working on it. So I'm a firm believer in like anything you want to get done will get done. And like if you make up excuses, it'll just it'll never get done. And it just means you're not that passionate about it. Yeah, no, it's so true. If you like literally like time block it or literally put it in your calendar, then 
as long as you have like that level of discipline to actually stick to it, then you will be able to get things done. And I mean, there's people out there mm-hmm. in the world that like work and they do like so many different things and juggle so many different businesses or whatever. And it's like, you know, like look at them as well, like use them as expanders. I think sometimes we can think of it like small with like how much time yeah. we actually have in the day. Like I love listening to people like Ed Milet and stuff like that for like mm-hmm. time management inspiration. Love he's him. All like, yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been such an amazing chat. So thank you so much for coming on. And like, I feel like I could thank you for having me. You're an amazing interviewer. Hours. Oh, thank amazing. you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to ask as well, like one like little quick question before we wrap up, because I'm like, mm. you are obsessed with wellness. You do all these things. Like I know that you'll have favorite books, favorite podcasts, and like maybe like meditation apps that you use that you love. Like what are some of the things that um, any, like, yeah, what are your favorite things like that that you just like that people can like go and like I want to know yeah. what podcast you listen to because I'm like I probably sources. would like them too yeah yeah um for books my some of my favorite books my top two I have one the healing code which I had a guest on named Audrey talk about the healing code and I literally Amazon primed it as soon as she talks about it it is an amazing book about like it kind of is just all about like healing stories. So that's a really big thing if you're into healing and wellness is listening to that. And like even like the first few chapter, like the first chapter, first few pages, he talks about like how his wife like suffered with really bad depression and like how she got out of that and like without like Western medicine. So that is a really good book. Atomic Habits is a great book for just like habits in your everyday life. I'm sure everyone here has listened to it by James Clear or heard of it. You could even YouTube like main points of Atomic Habits. I'm trying to finish. I always take my time with self-help books, but I'm trying to finish Atomic Habits so that I can make an episode about it because it's literally one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah, really and good. then, <laughs> yeah, for a podcast, Ed Milet is absolutely amazing. I love him. Every guest he has on is amazing. The Skinny Confidential is great when they have like well this guest on um mm. jay shetty is great i love his voice too like the way jay shetty speaks <laughs> i love him um mimi b so like mimi bouchard is a great podcast that i love for entertainment i do love call her daddy i know it's more of like entertainment based oh, but yeah, i know no, that like yeah. she, she's amazing and recently she's been yeah. more like better with like mental health no and, like, i totally agree this is when i've yeah this is when yeah. i've just recently got into her is from her re- i don't think i will have probably enjoyed listening to it like a year two years ago like Same. But i feel like the style the style of her content's changed i'm like and now i actually li- like listen it's really good like some of yeah. the so i learned so much from some of the guest interviews and stuff that she does yeah about she's amazing and stuff yeah, yeah but my top two are like jay shetty and ed Milet. um I'm trying to – I definitely listen to more, but those are, like, the ones I could think of um, right now that are, like, my favorites. Yeah. No, I love all of those ones as well. I haven't actually listened to Mimi's podcast, but I've used her app before, the Superhuman app. Have you tried her meditation app? I haven't tried her meditation app. I've listened to her meditations on Spotify sometimes, but I've Mm -hmm. never used the app yet. Yeah, the app's really cool. I used it for I don't not I don't have it now, but I did use it for quite a few months. It was really good. But um yeah, I love Ed Milet. I only recently discovered him like a couple months ago on the Skinny Confidential because obviously they've had him on so many times. Yeah, and I think just like he is like obviously huge, but I think he's probably more well known in America than like in the UK. So I just hadn't really heard of him, but I'm obsessed. I'm reading his book right now, The Power of One More. Have are you I wanna are, get it w- so bad. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. really good. And I'm like but like just his like one the like one more rep and like the power of one more philosophy, like you can 
you can understand it just from hearing him on podcasts because he like lives and breathes it. But since I started listening to him and like I actually like took on what he was saying about the power of one more and like I've applied it to so many things I've been doing. Like I've started to see like big results in like work stuff, business stuff that I've been doing because I was thinking just do one more, like power of one more, just do like one more email, just do like, just go that little bit further and just see what happens. And I'm like, you do get big results. Like it's, he's amazing. So I I love him. Yeah, I love um, him. Yeah, they're all really good um, recommendations. I've never read The Healing Code, but I've seen it from so like good. your posts and stuff. So yeah, yeah it looks amazing. really good. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. So like, where can everybody find you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to come and binge your podcast and like follow you on social media and stuff. Yeah, so my podcast is For You From Eve and then my Instagram is For You From Eve and then my TikTok is Olivia Eve Shabo. I'm thinking of switching it to For You From Eve because I just hate like having that one different username. Um, but if you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to like find all my all my socials like linked there. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I've loved chatting to you. Of course, thank you for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We love chatting to her. She's got such a nice energy, such a nice vibe. Just loved the conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. If you did, then share it on your Instagram stories, tag us and tag at For You From Eve so that we can see what you guys are loving. Let us know what you enjoyed about this conversation. We love hearing your feedback on the show and chatting to you guys and hearing from you. So share it on your stories, send it in the group chat, share it with your friends if you enjoyed this and definitely make sure that you go and check out Olivia Eve's TikTok, Instagram, and also her amazing podcast. It's all linked in the show notes so you guys can find it really easily. But I know you're going to get obsessed with her podcast as I am. And if you're feeling kind and you want to leave us a little bit of feedback on Apple Podcasts, we love getting reviews from you guys. So leave us a star rating and a review. And you can also now rate us a star rating on Spotify as well. But don't forget, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well. We upload every single one to our YouTube channel, which is also linked in the show notes. So if you prefer to watch these interviews or watch our solo episodes of just me and Abby, you can check them out on our YouTube channel. But that's all for now. Thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next Wednesday.